You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and it is Saturday night, and it's all right for fighting, or whatever Elton John said. Jeff, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm uh, putting the gloves on, and we're going to have a real brawl today. I think we are. I, I heard the Bay City Rollers are coming in and going to spell out Saturday in case we didn't know how. Ken, how are you? Eating a banana? <laughs> Suggestively. <laughs> we got to come up with new gags, so banana. Man, I love all these visual gags on an audio format. I was trying to get a rise out of you guys by busting this banana out of my coat at the last minute. <laughs> uh, I couldn't see it because the microphone stand is blocking everything, so I didn't know you were eating it. I didn't want to give you the satisfaction. Uh, but yeah, he pulled a banana out of his pocket, and he's happy to see us. Thanks for being here, Ken. Uh, Matt, you're coming to us uh, from Hollywood. Uh, heard you're not doing too well. No, I'm I'm having a bit of a, a bout of laryngitis. Uh, I was coughing all week, and I, yesterday I could not talk. Um, but I spent all day uh, in a hyperbaric chamber, just massaging my throat, uh, getting ready for this for this night, so that I'll be able to make it through. Um, but as you can tell, it's not going. 100% great right now. Well, we appreciate you being here. I'll I'll join you on a team today uh, and do a majority of the talking, so that way you don't have to, to worry about it. But it reminds me, though, uh, I messaged you before we started just to make sure that you were able to do today's episode. And I said, well, this will kind of be like your flu game. But you said, I think we've already used that for you being sick another time. Is that right? Yeah, I'm sick all the time. So we have to come up with new um, metaphors for what kind of game I'm playing. <laughs> Well, one thing I think we can do for today, uh, a friend of the show, Phil, uh, was telling me a story about an Australian band, uh, Silver Chair, if you're familiar, any of the listeners. And they had a performance on Jay Leno a while back uh, singing the song uh, Straight Lines, which is a fairly difficult vocal song, vocal performance. And uh, Daniel Johns, the lead singer, had laryngitis. And instead of rescheduling or using a backing track to kind of cover the fact that he didn't have a voice, he just powered through. Might not have sounded great, but uh, he did his best. So I think today you're going to be the honorary uh, Daniel Johns from Silver Chair, if that's okay, Matt. Yeah, it's fine. We're, you know, coming for that gold. I think our team name's going to be Rick Flaringitis. Uh. <laughs> I love it. Rick Flaringitis. Uh, well, we need a host for this game. Uh, we'll get uh, Ken and Jeff's team name in a second. And speaking of Silver Chair, they're from Australia. So we have to have an Australian host, and we're super excited to have him here. 
He's an Oakland Five supporter on Patreon, and that is Bryce Van Mers. How's it going, Bryce? Going pretty good. Uh, hello from the future. It's Sunday morning here, bright and early, getting up to uh, record with you guys. Well, wonderful. We we appreciate you being here. Uh, I think you said that you're probably the farthest toast we've ever had. Yes, I believe so. Having binged all of your episodes since I found the podcast in January or got recommended by a friend. And yeah, I've heard some wonderful international people joining, but uh, the uh, going from who is the furthest away, I'm a bit further than them. All right. Well, we'll, we'll have to figure out a trophy to send you of some sort. Uh, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, anything you'd like the listeners to know? So uh, I got recommended this podcast by a mate who did a trivia night for us on a week away. And uh, was really good to hear you. Um, I'm a bit of a whiskey guy, bit of a beer guy, bit of a booze guy, which isn't so much of a good thing for you guys. So I really had to dial back on the alcohol questions, um, except for Matt. But, uh, well, one versus three, that's not really that fair for everyone. Um, what else about me? I'm a big gamer. I play D&D. And I, for my job, I work in Australia and possibly the world's largest liquor store chain. Wow. And you said yeah. you, were, you, were, you had an affinity for strange beer flavors, right? Yes. Um, I'm one of those craft beer guys that goes to try anything that's new. So uh, always up for something a bit different. All right. Well, in that case, uh, Jeff and I will form a team and we'll be the weird beers or as jeff said it in a great australian accent the weird beers the weird beers what what is your uh thoughts on that bryce uh, on the uh the accent the accent's definitely a lot better than some of the others i've seen in movies all right hey there you go i their accent <laughs> I'll is take it it's better yeah. than <laughs> than yeah the americans doing australian accents you're, so that's e- good. you're either getting that or the kath and kim that's that's the honest truth so look a boy uh, so yeah, it looks like it's, it's, it's different. Rick Flaringitis versus uh, the Weird Beers, and um, yeah, I guess we need rules. Um, Ken, we did have a listener send in two very good rules. Read Casey Griff, um, and I'm not going to spoil who he's in- impersonating. But yeah, there's two. There's two of but them. But we'll do we'll do one first, and we promise you this is not the actual person. This is an impression by Casey, Casey Griff. Griff. So here we go. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds with 10 points apiece. At halftime, there will be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they have accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop cream of the crop so naturally that's a impression of president clinton yeah yeah especially the periods <laughs> when he was in college before he was president no that's of course christopher walken um probably about to play some russian roulette uh much like neil and i will do after this recording sounds like a deal uh yeah bryce feel free to uh take it away we're ready to play your game and uh i think i see a western bulldogs uh guernsey behind you there which is pretty nice so We'll have to talk about that later. Totally did not set up my room to be staged in any way. This is totally how I have my room. <laughs> um, 
my biggest grumble with the podcast is that as an international listener, your pub quizzes have a lot of USA-centric questions when That's pubs fair. really come from England. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> so the name of my game is Around the World, where no answer in the main game is America. All right. All right. So uh, shall we find out who is the cream of the crop? <laughs> He's got a writing crop. Oh, my God. <laughs> Neil knows More all about that, though. For an audio podcast. Yeah. Neil, Neil is very kinky, so he knows all about that. About a writing crop? Yeah. Yeah. I, for a Saturday night. Let's go. Well, yeah. It's just, if I want to have fun, I use it. Or if I want to punish myself for being wrong, that's trivia. All right. <laughs> Let's start this game. So around the world, question number one. State of the Union. Uh, the Union flag or Union Jack is made up of three flags named after the three patron saints of the United Kingdom. What are the names of those three saints? And for five bonus points, which of them in legend defeated the same type of animal on the fourth country's flag that isn't represented on the Union Jack? Honestly, I don't know. I know the three flags. So the third, the, so the third saint is going to be a joke. Okay. And uh, and uh, we're locked in. And maybe we can at least get some bonus points. Okay. So I know George is one, and I'm guessing it's the story of St. George and the Dragon, which was also made into a questionable movie with Patrick Swayze. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a, an old story in England. Um, yeah. I believe uh, Patrick is one of them, probably for, I would assume, Northern Ireland, but not to point fingers. I think that's probably what it's from. Uh, and mm -hmm. I think the third one is Same. Andrew. Oh, that sounds familiar. All right. So George Patton, Andrew, George Patton, Andrew. <laughs> okay. We said St. George for fighting the dragon, probably St. Patrick. And then I wrote down Nigel as a joke answer, but I figured we might as well try for some points. And we said, Anthony. Well, uh, that was a smashing guess earlier, but it is the crosses of St. Andrew for Scotland, St. Patrick for Ireland, and St. George of England who slew the dragon on the Welsh flag. So technically not the same dragon, but I've never seen them in the same room together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we at least got some bonus points there, so we'll take that. Question number two. Uh, the National Barista Association is more my thing. Apparently, after a typo in a London newspaper the New Zealand rugby union team became known forevermore as the All Blacks. Not as many people care about the Kiwis who are the rugby league team that was in a previous question that you guys got flat for. <laughs> My hot take is that it's like comparing the NFL to the CFL champion. Uh, since then, a lot of the New Zealand national teams have been named in a similar fashion. Knowing the correct name of this team, what, uh, by what name is the New Zealand men's basketball team known as? All right, we will lock in. Well, if the one team's the All Blacks, maybe this is a basketball theme, and they're the the All Blacks. That's kind of a fun is... a fun name. It's the they're sponsored by McKimid, uh, Mutombo. Yeah, yeah. So he's no, in a no, commercial no. lately. You see that one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my mom's like, "Who is that?" And I was like, "That's Takambi Mutombo." <laughs> I know that because of <laughs> trivia, because Only. of Snickers. <laughs> And he wags his finger. He loves it. He loves blacking. Uh, uh, uh. All right. Uh, anyways, uh, we just filled in the blank and we said the All Reds. Uh, you uh, changed the wrong word. They're known as the Tall Blacks. Oh. That's pretty good. Number three, obligatory alcohol question number one. From it. what country does the world's best-selling beer by volume come from? 
Note, it is not Budweiser, which seemed to show up when I first Googled this. Do you know the beer? No, but it doesn't matter. We just know oh, the country. Okay. All right, fine. <laughs> so I think Matt knows more about this than I do. So my first suggestion to Matt was uh, maybe China, because I know Sing- I think it's Tsingtao maybe uh, is pretty widely distributed. But Matt, you had some other good guesses too. Possibly Heineken, um, or maybe even Corona, but I think Corona is not really popular overseas. Uh, what do you think about Heineken as a guess? It's a pretty good guess. I mean, it's uh, is that Belgium or Amsterdam? I can yeah. never remember. Oh, Belgium. Okay. I think, I think it's Amsterdam a Belgium beer. A city. That's right. Um, In the Netherlands. I do like that uh, just because they're always advertising in movies and magazines and whatnot, and I feel like they have a ton of money, so I, it would make sense that they're selling a bunch. Yeah, so you just want to say Belgium? Sure. Um, I think it's called Pijio in Chinese, uh, but I think China is a pretty large beer drinking country. I thought Pijio was a French car. Yes, the, the, the <laughs> Pujio. Okay, yeah. so we're saying China. Well, the weird beers have it, it is China. Mm. So uh, it's called Snow, and it is a very cheap, widely, um, widely distributed lager. Uh, um, what is it, Jeff? You might be thinking of Baiju, which is actually the biggest selling spirit in the world. But you got the question right for us, so uh, so you'll forgive me for my. I'm not. I'm not trespasses. mad. I'm not mad at you. And also, Heineken is from the Netherlands. <laughs> oh, it is yeah. from the Netherlands. Okay. Yes. I thought the bottle Belgium said Belgium is most famous for Stella Artois. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, question four. So you had a bad day. Well, not really. Which Republic country has won the European Union's Eurovision Song Contest the most times with seven? All of their songs were in English, which is one of their two official languages. I gave Matt some uh, suggestions, uh, three suggestions to be exact, and he chose one, so we're locked in. Okay, so ones that I know are republics. Ireland, mm-hmm. which would make sense that they would have two official languages, English and probably Gaelic. Mm. Um, I feel like... And they rock. I feel like Sweden is like the obvious answer. I know yeah. Iceland never really won. Denmark's a republic, but I don't think they were... Just the, the English as an official language thing is kind of crazy. I, it's probably not England. No. Are they in on it? Yeah, they are. I think they are. But I would the, say I Ireland. You want to go Ireland? I mean. Something about that rings right to me. Got a lot of good Irish music. So let's say Ireland. Um, yeah, you gave me some suggestions and I don't really have a strong opinion either way. Um, but I really like the sound of Norway. So some Norwegian folk rock, maybe. We're going Norway. Well, uh, we have a correct answer in Ireland, the Republic of Ireland. Uh, So question five, listener question number one. So I only know of one other listener to this podcast, my mate that recommended it, but I didn't want him to know that I'd be on hit. I'd keep it a surprise for him. (laughs) So instead, I put an ad in the uh, classifieds of my local newspaper, seeing if anyone else listened to the show and could write a question for me. Wouldn't you know it, previous guest host Bryden Coverdale took out a whole section writing a list of 20 questions. He even managed to get it in the puzzles page instead of the classifieds. So, from Bryden, Kerala is one of the southernmost states of which country? We're locked in. Thank you, Jeff. Oh, wow. Um, No, I know the prequel comes out with Emma Stone this summer. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I, I really don't have. So um, if you're looking at K's uh, Kerala, I, I think it's um, probably in the uh, Romania, Kyrgyzstan, somewhere in that area. They have a lot of cities that have or states that have strong K sounds, I think. Maybe Turkey. Let's let's go let's go Turk nah yeah let's go Turkey. Jeff and his maps. It's true. We'll like him with Turkey. It's a complete guess. I fall asleep with like a little mobile of countries going around. And we don't want to see those maps under a black light. That's for sure. <laughs> Bryce, I'm a very sweaty man. Oh, sorry, we didn't answer. Go ahead. <laughs> I distracted myself. Um, and uh, I believe it's India. So that's what we locked in with. Take two, Bryce. Uh, yes, the answer is India. So that story is totally, definitely true. It's not like I was randomly reading the newspaper on my lunch break one day, found his daily quiz section, and thought to take a photo of it. There you go. Mm. Well, thank you, Bryden. And um, maybe you have a new friend in Bryce here that you can call on for some trivia. Um, so, Jeff, I don't know how many points you've scored. We, I know that you're beating us uh, pretty good. 35. 35. And I think we only have 15 over here. So 35 to 15. Question number six. So is Little Dutch Boy. For a bit of background, my parents are Dutch. That's my last name. In 2010, Christopher Lee released an album based on this person. And I happen to be a distant relative of this European historical leader. And Ken is also a distant relative too, by my calculations. Huge lock in right here. <laughs> I am obsessed with the Christopher Lee black metal operatic metal album. So I think one of them is called, if there's one or more, I think it's Revelation, but I don't know if that means it would be Jesus. But the category is Dutch. About a, a Dutch, well, the leader. Dutch I don't Jesus, know. you know. Dutch Jesus. <laughs> Vanderpump. I don't think uh, Lisa was around at that point. Yeah, probably not. Uh, so Vandermeer, we're locking in with a name? I think so. I don't know if that's an athlete or not. I just know there's someone called Vandermeer, but I don't know what it is. So, <laughs> so one of our uh, listeners. It could be. Yeah. We're good at it's trivia. Like I'm pretty sure I knew one in my personal life. So yeah. uh, this, this question is right in my strike zone. This is maybe my favorite question that I've heard in months. Um, it's Charlemagne. Oh, no. Charlemagne. <laughs> It's, it makes so much sense when you when you say it, but I wasn't even thinking of that. Oh, he does have an album called Revelation, so at least I wasn't crazy. Nope. Mm-hmm. His Christmas album is pretty good, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it exists. I love Christopher Lee. Rest, rest easy, man. Rest easy. Question seven. They say there can be only one, but this is the other one. Speaking of Ken, if a Scottish person said to you, I don't Ken, what would they be saying? So we are going to go ahead and lock in. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, is it as simple as I don't care? I don't think so. Crashed your car I'm, into I'm, a bridge? What are things that Ken does that you would say I don't Ken? You don't. Wake up before noon. <laughs> Eat meat. Deliver ramen. Take too well to people. Stop talking about my personal life. <laughs> I don't appreciate uh, it. It's not, it's not much to brag about these days. I have an affinity for hedgehogs. You think it's a double negative? I'm like, 
So they're saying they can do it? Well, I don't think he's saying... Listen, I... there's a lot of people out there on the dating apps who have told me I don't can. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say... I, I should say we don't care, and then that's what that is. Okay, that's our answer. Because that's how this round is going. <laughs> I don't care is the answer. So Jeff and I think you said the answer, but not in your deliberation, but you kept saying, I don't know, I don't know. So can means what you know in regular plain old English, English. Yeah. and uh, we think it's no. Yep, it is I don't know. And the reference in the title is uh, yes was alluding to Lander, and I learned this from watching, uh, from walking past my partner watching Outlander, and mm. I always get the two names mixed up. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Outlander is just the one with more sex. That's how you remember. Nice. Uh, what are we up to? Question eight. You drive me crazy. Within five, how many countries around the world officially drive on the left-hand side of the road? So I think I think we're in the the fifteen to twenty range. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to go like higher? No, I was actually thinking like if we went eighteen, you know, we'd get a little above twenty or a little less. So um, yeah, let's. I, I like eighteen. Let's go with eighteen. Okay. Um, a lot of countries I know drove on the right before World War II, including the U.S. And then Sweden had like a weird switching over day in the 50s or 60s where they changed from being right to left. Um, the only ones I, I knew for sure were like the UK, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, and Japan. So we guessed a few higher. We guessed 13. Okay. The answer is actually 76. Oh, wow. Quite a few. So it is a lot of uh, uh, former English colonies. Uh, when you look at a map of the world, you've got a lot of Oceania, so Australia, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, but then also going through to Indonesia and Thailand, India and Pakistan as well. You've got Japan and then South Africa, but a lot of the countries are going up Africa up until about, uh, what is it, Kenya. So, and then a couple of countries in South America as well. And then England and Ireland. Wow. So a lot more than we thought. Uh, Question nine, the closest you'll get to a Spielberg question. Name the director that claims to be American born and bred, but gives vague answers about when and where he was born. We all reckon he isn't originally American and he did not hit her. He did not. We're locked in. Uh, yeah, that, that would that would be Tommy Wiseau, oh, director of the role. Oh, hi, Neil. Oh, hi, Ken. Want to play catch? Tearing me apart, Neil. Yeah, Tommy Wiseau. Uh, yeah, Tommy Wiseau. Uh, that was the closest I could find to getting a movie question because so many movies are so tied to Hollywood that I'm just like, it's either Hollywood or Bollywood, and it's just like, I know nothing about Bollywood. I'm going to flounder getting a good question I was going to say, or like the uh, the Chinese film industry is also something that would probably be a huge, yes. <laughs> like, unknown for all of us. That might be our first Tommy Wiseau question, which is, which is fun. Which is great. Yeah. So question 10, Sean White snowboarding, world stage, exclusive to the Nintendo Wii. There are seven countries with official claims of land portions in Antarctica. Of these seven, which one has the second largest claim by area size, even though it is the farthest away from the South Pole? Maybe they use it as a secret Olympic training ground. I mean, we we mentioned them earlier, but what about like a Norway, Iceland... Well, I was thinking. I was thinking Russia. Um, oh yeah. I don't, I don't know about secret Olympic training ground. 
makes me think of Rocky IV. Oh, that, that's, that's, that's what it funny. makes me think of too. Yeah, where he's fighting the robots. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just hope it's that. So if you want to say Russia, I'm down with Russia. Duh. And uh, we believe it's Norway. What's with the snowboarding clue, Jeff? Oh, I think that's just because... just think it's Norway. Okay, yeah. we're, we're in with Norway. So the answer is Norway. So the snowboarding and Olympics, if you put together, Norway has the most Winter Olympic medals. Mm, yes, I, I did know that. that. All right, so after the first round, it looks like we are officially kicking ass. Uh, 75 points, guys. We're only at 25, so together we equal 100, but by ourselves, not so not so good. I'm going to get really cocky in this game. <laughs> And then when we blow it in the final, it'll be a lot funnier. Yeah. <laughs> Just kicking sand in our face. Just, just so the audience knows, I'm never confident in a in a victory. It's just for the just for the yucks. Into the swing round. Uh, so our swing round topic: What is Australia's third biggest religion behind Catholic and Anglican? It's AFL. Mm. Right. Amen. So, uh, name as many AFL footy teams as possible. You may name either the location or team name for five points each. Oh. Uh, you must state the correct location, but if you state uh, the other part of a team already mentioned in your list, it will not be a second lot of points. So, I'll, I've got an example with, AF, uh, with NFL teams, sorry. So, you could say in order, New England, you get five points. Patriots, don't get any points because you've also gotten it. And then Boston, that'd be incorrect as they're not called the Boston Patriots. That is unless, say, for instance, they're known as the Boston Football Club. So five points will be awarded for each team named, no loss for incorrect answers, and 10 bonus points if you name all 18 teams for a total of 100 points. Yeah. Ooh, we're oh, taking okay. the lead now, Matt. Okay. Good uh, God. Uh, all right. Can you name all 18? Yep. All right. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And we are back. Um, I think we did pretty good here. Yeah, I, I have faith in you. I mean, you're a part of the Benchwarmers Footy Fanatics team that we have. And, I've uh, seen I would zero games. You've seen I'm... zero games, but I'm hoping all of the posts are I should just... have watched last night instead of playing Magic because uh, that was not fun for me. I mean, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the first team that we named here. Huge. Maybe their biggest. All right, so should we, should we just go down the list here? I mean, I heard Ken said to me if he ever had a child, he would name him Plugger, so... All right, let's get going here. So we said the swans, the blues, cats, tigers, lions, kangaroos, bombers, power, saints, bulldogs, crows, the sucky magpies, hawks, 
demons, giants, eagles, suns, and the team named after pants, the Dockers. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll just we'll go a little bit fuller. Yeah, we went Adelaide Crows. Uh, shout out to Jane Carmichael. Brisbane Lions, Carlton Blues, uh, Nicole, Phil, Jasper, uh, Collingwood Magpies. I uh, got to say hello to Eric Eid, Sam Carr, Wesley Wells, um, Melbourne Demons, Dan Lumberg, North Melbourne Kangaroos, Port Adelaide Power, Eric Walling, Tim Geving, Hawthorne Hawks, which is Matthew over there, Sydney Swans, Ken is the biggest honk, 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 honk. Ken, Ken, the biggest fan, honk. Uh, and uh, Scott Cooley, uh, Richmond Tigers, uh, Scott Grimes, Geelong Cats, Matt Doherty, GWS or Great, Greater Western Sydney Giants, uh, formerly. Josh Bombeck, uh, Gold Coast Suns, uh, Mason, uh, St. Kilda Saints, uh, Hugh Gitlin, Western Bulldogs, uh, Marcos, West Coast Eagles, Marcus, Fremantle Dog, Dockers, Alex, and Essendon Bombers, Josh. I think I got everyone's name, hopefully. And that, I counted 18 from both, so 100 points each. We did it, Jeff. We did it. We didn't miss one. We weren't so sure about Eagles, to be honest. Most of them are known as the same football club as their name. So Adelaide Crows are known as the Adelaide Football Club. Uh, the only exceptions are the Brisbane Lions are known as the Brisbane Bears Fitzroy Football Club. It's the Brisbane Bears merged in the 90s with Fitzroy. Uh, the Western Bulldogs are known as the Footscray Football Club. Uh, if you're playing from Australia, Sydney Swans, South Melbourne is not accepted. They are known as the Sydney Football Club now. And the West Coast Eagles are known as Indian Pacific Limited. All right. Uh, lucrative uh, swing round here for both teams. Looks like that puts us at 175 and you guys at 125. We're still on fighting fighting chance yeah we just uh we just got some major scourge so off into actually i'll go back because i had a lovely little factoid that neil said i should call out as well we can insert it however but uh for i looked at our latest census data and there are in australia five million catholics three million Anglicans and the next biggest population is AFL football memberships of a million in total. (laughs) What's a membership? So people pay to be a member of a football club. Yeah. Like I just purchased a Collingwood Magpies membership and I get like a, you get like a scarf, a hat, like some trinkets. It'll have like a pin that says like how many years you've been a member. No way. And then you also get um, ticket discounts. if, If I live there, you can go to the games for free, that kind of thing. So it's like Patreon. Yeah. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, uh, our Patreon uh, has its own membership uh, where if you are at the Dutch enthusiast level, you do get a box just like you would if you were an AFL member. So uh, please go to patreon.com slash triviality podcast if you'd like to help support our show and uh, help us continue to grow. Uh, keep rhyming on accident on everything I'm doing here with these. You should with become these a rapper. Freestyle. I, I should be the, the living embodiment of Parappa the Rapper. Uh, kick, punch. <laughs> Um, it's all but, in the <laughs> thank you, Matt. But uh, yeah, so you're hearing us right now on brand new equipment that Patreon afforded us. Uh, we've been able to travel to uh, different geek bowls and different meetups um, through the help of our patrons and also just uh, um, putting together boxes and stickers and posters and everything else uh, that we provide along with hours and hours of extra audio. Um, but we couldn't do the show without you. So um, if you'd like to help support the show and uh, join Bryce, you can go to patreon.com. Slash Triviality Podcast. Yeah, we cool. definitely mm. pay it back to our Patreon members. 
Or stop by the T Public store and pick up your own Triviality Guernsey. We should make one. I don't know if they have the material for that. It's but... a t- It's just a T-shirt, but it's Triviality. So well, yeah. If you cut off the sleeves, show some guns, then you're kind of like an AFL player. Nice. And then you like you know iron on your own number and name on the back. Yeah, <laughs> then it's a Guernsey. Bryce. So round two, question one. It's good to be the king. Name four countries that are considered a monarchy, each of which having a different head of state. So that is the Yas Queen you're probably thinking of already. Only one of her countries will count towards the points. And for five bonus points each, name the two monarchs that are the head of their church as well. All right. Uh, I knew two of these and Jeff wrote the rest. So I think we are good to go. I feel pretty good. With our discussion, Matt, um, mm-hmm. you said Belgium, which I think is 100% correct. Yeah. And um, then England, obviously. England. That's one. Um, I, I'm pretty sure Monaco is one um, just because of Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly. I knew it. Uh, and I know that's mm-hmm. for sure. And I also actually think Morocco is one because I always mix those two up, but I think they both are monarchies. Um, well, or as Thomas. I'm pretty sure Japan still has an emperor. Okay. And I mean, Australia, the Commonwealth of Australia as well. Yeah. But I don't think they have a, a oh. monarch system. Uh, I think, I also think Eswatini does too, because I know. I'm, Enough you, about Eswatini, man. I think they have a monarch. You're a sick man. And I think, and I I'm pretty sure Sweden does as well. Pretty sure you're right, because I think it's named after the monarch. So which four do we want to go with? We have to name four, right? All right. So Monaco, Eswatini, Belgium, and England is our answer, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Correct. Yep. Ken and I thought of a lot of countries that have uh, monarchs that we didn't go with, such as uh, Spain and Denmark and Jordan, but we officially locked in with Great Britain, and we think for the bonus, uh, she's the head of the Anglican Church, so we're going to include that one. Um, Sweden, we also think they're the head of their church, and then Monaco, of course, for Neil, and uh, Saudi Arabia we also went with, which is a uh, monarchy. So we've got five bonus points for Ken and Jeff, but various monarchies around the world. You've got, yes, the UK, um, a couple of sultanates of Oman and Brunei. Um, You've got the kingdoms of Bahrain, Saudi Arabia. Spain has a king at the moment. Um, You've got all of the rest of the English Commonwealth, which are um, regulars. Iswatini, yes, definitely has a king. I found that out as well but the heads of religion uh that i was looking for queen elizabeth ii so you got that one but another monarchy is the vatican city because the pope is their head of religion and their head of government stupid holy see so what is the what is the total pointage getting doled out here so the Rick Flaringitis gets 10 points, and the Weird Bees gets 15. Okay. I forgot what our names were, and when I heard them for the first time again, I was like, oh. <laughs> I totally forgot about uh, the Pope. Yep. Uh, so question two, that's the spirit. The World Whiskies Awards are considered by some to be the pinnacle of whiskey judging, instead of listening to Jim Murray or the San Francisco Spirits Competition. In these specific awards, the world's best single malt whiskey is always held in high esteem. It is traditionally always won by a Scotch whiskey, but in 2011, a whiskey from this country won, showing that good whiskey wasn't just coming from Scotland. So we have a guess, and we're going for it. Okay, Matt. So my Uncle Lester and my cousin Nicholas 
love whiskey. And mm-hmm. my Uncle Esther's wife was Teruko from Japan. And they have a lot of great whiskey in Japan. And I believe my gut is telling me with a very strong signal that Japan defied the odds and beat the Scotch whiskey. And I'm almost positive. So I believe that we carried this whiskey at Jordan's when I worked there. And I think it's Yamazaki, I think is the company uh, that makes this whiskey. And it's a very, very smooth whiskey. We're only allowed to try it once because it's very expensive. And then after that, we had to pay for it. Uh, so I I am, tend to agree that it would be Japan. For relaxing times. Make it Suntory time. So we are also saying Japan. All four of you are correct. It is Japan. So with the Yamazaki single malt. Good work, Matt. Uh, so the next country to win was Australia ah. with that blue bottle. That back there. Uh, question three. Any boss who sacks anyone for not turning up today is a bum. In 1983, Australia ended the longest ever winning streak in sports history for 132 years, defeating America to win the world's oldest international sports trophy, the America's Cup. Other than the USA and Australia, clubs from what two countries are the only two other winners of the America's Cup? One of the teams is an island nation and the other is a well-known landlocked country that entered with a crew mostly made up of people from the first country. Matt, I like both of your answers that you sent me, and I agree with the first one because that was my guess. Do you want to just lock those two in? Yeah, we can lock in. Okay. All right. So you gave me Switzerland and you said, I don't know why this is popping into my head, but I was thinking about landlocked countries. And that was the first one that seemed to me relevant that might have pulled a team for some reason. Yeah. And I said, they seem snooty enough for sailing. Yeah. Sailing, right? Yes. Sailing. And then the island country. Do they they have the yank to to bring uh, sailors from another country? I'm sure they would pay them handsomely. I'm Ah, sure they have They have that kind of yank. The sailors always have the yank. <laughs> All right. Uh, New Zealand. Yeah, that's a good That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense to me. All right. So Switzerland uh, with their square flag and uh, New Zealand. Uh, yes, as my autocorrect said, we said New Zealand sands. Uh, that was my favorite font. That's what I joked. I, I, think, I think New Zealand is definitely 100% right. Um, and then, you know, Swiss was an option, but we went with uh, their good friends, the Swedes. Uh, we said Sweden. So close, but uh, it is New Zealand and Switzerland. Sadly, Sweden is not landlocked. I could just see that f- that square flag up on a on a s- sailboat. Well, you know what? I feel like they're they're on all the watches, and the watch companies would sponsor like the racing yeah, stuff. You yeah. know, like the boats and so the like we better win and... one of these puppies. <laughs> <laughs> Which is coincidentally the the prize that they give out for the America's <laughs> Cup is puppies. Huh. That makes sense. Uh, question four. Does language count count as a listener question? Speaking of Switzerland, there is no language called Swiss. Instead, the country has four official languages, one of them being Romansh. What countries do the other three official languages come from? All right. After a brief discussion, uh, Jeff and I have agreed on a couple countries. Okay. So, All right. oh, so you go ahead, Matt. You can start. Neil, so you're you seem very intent that German is one of them. That would make sense. It's very prevalent in that area. Yes, there's um, a movie with Michael Caine called Youth that I saw, and they also speak 
German in that movie. See, I meant to rent okay. Youth, but I rented Kids instead, and it was a <laughs> very different, very movie. dirty. Yeah, experience. Well, the kids, the kids are all right, is what I heard. Yeah. Um, so German, German, I'm pretty sure on, uh, or Germany for our official answer. I also am almost 100 percent that France is one of them. Yeah, and then you said Italian, and I, I don't know about Italian. I, I feel good about Italian. Um, my gut has actually been pretty good today. Um, I don't know yeah. why. I just took a I, probiotic. I did. I did have some yogurt. Uh, some drank uh, some kombucha. I had some Icelandic yogurt right before we started today. So you think it's Icelandish? Not the skier or whatever. Yeah. What, yeah. Uh, no. I, I. Well, I think it's. I think it is Italian. I think it's French, Germany, German, and Italian, or France, Germany, and Italy. All right. I wrote uh, France and Germany down, and uh, Jeff wrote Italy down, and then he amended my France to England for English. So we have uh, England, England, Fran- uh, Germany, and Italy. Well, we've got points for Ric Flair and Jitus. It is Germany, France, and Italy. English is not an official language for Switzerland. Sorry, Jeff. Sorry. Got to miss one once in a while. Sorry, Jeff. We're throwing the juju on them. Sorry. Pat. Sorry, Jeff. I'm not yeah. too worried about it. Ric Flair, woo. So. Question five. Listen to question number two again from Bryden. Thank you, Bryden. Which long-running? <laughs> yes, thank you, Bryden. Which long-running British TV series was set in the fictional Sun Hill Police Station? Um. Well, okay. I'll say this. I do not know if Benny Hill is a British show. Probably not Benny. Hill. I know it has yakety sax or whatever they call the theme song. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, um, we all know. But I do know The Bill is a British cop show um, that you inspired me because you said Benny Hill, but I have no idea. It, it could be right. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of British cop shows, though. So, so yeah, there's a lot I can think of. Um, Prime Suspect, Midsummer Murders, uh, Broadchurch, Luther. But we guessed the Rowan Atkinson classic, The Thin Blue Line. Points again for Rick Flaringitis. It is The Bill. Oh. I've never heard of that. I know the poster. I've never seen and it. I helped. Listen to the theme song. It is an absolute banger of a dance track. Ooh, for a cop well. show. I like that. And I was not expecting this. All right, coming up towards the end of the game here, the Wayad Bears have 210 points and Rick Flaringitis, 165. 165. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Creeping See, up on us. You called out creeping, your shot. Creep, Tell creep. us you're going to win. And now we're coming back. Creep, creep. Just like Ric Flair, we're getting beat in the early in the in, the, in the match, and yeah. now we're going to come bring it. All right. On to question number six, a poopery question, even though I always say it in my head as poopery. <laughs> when holding whiskey, how big is a butt in liters? For reference, a bourbon barrel is about 200 liters. I will give it for within 25 liters. Matt, uh, you sent an answer, and I agree. You want to lock in? Uh-huh. Okay, so do we think a butt's bigger than a barrel or smaller than a barrel? I think bigger. I thought so too. Let's say 3,000. No, no wait. 300? 300. Okay, we'll go 300 liters. Or should we just double it? 400 No, because... All right, 300 liters in a butt. Okay, well, we were we were thinking a little bit more. Uh, just locked in with 500. 500 sounds like a nice round number, so 500. You like a nice round butt, is what you're saying? Yeah. Something with a little girth. 500. A lot there. Well, uh, a couple of years ago, I went to Scotland and went to some of the distilleries and got to touch a few butts there. 
It is 500 litres. No, it's no happening, way. Jeff. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. Why? Cursed us. This is uh, this is the old 28-3 Patriots uh, Falcons you're one, game. You're the one who oh, missed man. that one, Jeff. All right. I also got a bunch of these. Yeah, you did. Uh, question number seven. Venus Williams, number one adult fan. This British schoolgirl from 1974 is the second biggest media or pop culture franchise in history, earning roughly $80 billion, with Pokemon being number one at $92 billion. Um, I agree, and I do know this fact. And I caught something in the question uh, that leads me to believe that the answer might be Hello Kitty, since Hello Kitty is not a cat, but is in fact a British schoolgirl, which is bizarre. Yes, I also caught that, and we 100% agree it is Hello Kitty, the Avril Lavigne song. Points all around, it is Hello Kitty. I always find it so weird that she's a British schoolgirl that just likes dressing up like a cat. She also has a cat, I believe. The character has a cat. Oh, wow. Which is f***ed up. (laughs) (laughs) So is Hello Kitty a furry? Is that what this is? No. Let's not go there, Jeff. Again. Let's not go there again, Jeff. Uh, question eight, Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> Probably the most well-known American governor had a humble media job before he got into politics. Why was he only the face for his media work, but not the voice in the region he originally came from? I, I think we're on the same page. I think we can lock in. So first of all, they're locked in. So we're talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. As far as I can tell. I know he did get dubbed in some of his... Movies. He's from Austria. Yeah. Could he maybe no longer speak the language? Oh, well now for. Oh, you mean now? I don't know. All right. Well, yeah, we can say that. Uh, yeah. So we locked in. We think it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. We think his all his media properties are in English. So they in his home region. They'd have to be dubbed. Well, you got half of it, but not quite. So because he does actually do sp- still speak German, it's worth looking up uh, what listening him to listening to him speak German. And he offered to dub his own movies. But the answer is because Arnie came from a small farming village in rural Austria, his accent makes him sound more rural than a tough guy to those that speak German. Mm. Oh, wow. Interesting. Well, that was a very uh, interesting question. No points, but yeah. interesting. Yeah, and good, good fact. I believe that's also a minor plot point in the movie Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, really? So, oh, Josh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, she uh, she gets uh, looked down upon because of her accent. Yeah, and then she she finds her accent when she gets back home to Josh Lucas. Yeah. Uh, question number nine. It's not the Fields Medal. <laughs> <laughs> Every year, five of the six Nobel Prizes are awarded at a ceremony in Stockholm, Sweden, and given to recipients by the King of Sweden. The ceremony happens every year on December 10th, which is the anniversary of which person's death. All right, we'll, uh, we'll lock in here. Is there a guy named Nobel? There's got to be someone named Nobel, right? I mean, it's his prize. I mean, that's the obvious thing. Is this a trick question? Is it just Nobel? Yeah, so we're saying Nobel. Uh, you are, okay. yeah. Maybe we just we if yes, they get it wrong, we get it wrong too. But if we get it, we'll get it right if they do. So. Yeah, we went with the yeah. God of Death, Alfred Nobel. Oh, Alfred. God of Death. Yeah. So yeah. the Alfred whole reason Nobel. that the Nobel Prize was founded was because he got famous and well known for um, 
creating dynamite. And so oh, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. he he was thought to have died. A newspaper falsely reported that he had died. And they called him like the god of death or something like that because of how many lives that dynamite had ruined. And uh, then he pledged himself to his charitable works. So. Oh, I do remember the story. And yes, it's not a trick question. It's Alfred Nobel. I thought I'd give you a gimme to have some extra points for the wages. Oh, thank you. Nothing's a gimme for Neil, though. He always <laughs> thinks too hard about it. It's always it. possible to overthink something. Yeah. Final question, question 10. It's morphin' time. The G7, or group of seven, which was first called the G6, then the G7, then the G8, but now back to the G7, is an intergovernmental organization that meets every year to discuss world matters. So far in this game, I have mentioned seven of the current participants. Name four of them, and for five bonus points, name the eighth that I haven't spoken of yet. Uh, so yeah, so we just need four then, like you said, Matt. So we have Germany, Japan, UK, and then you're thinking, well, India, we think for sure. And then for the one that, for the bonus, for the one that hasn't been mentioned, I think Canada is a good guess. Great. Okay. I'm in agreement with you on that. Locked in. Okay. We're going to go for our four UK, Germany, France, and Japan. And I think the one he didn't mention is the United States. Okay. So... Uh, the answer is Japan, United Kingdom, France, Germany, Italy, the European Union, who is not a member but still participates as the eighth representative, and USA. At the start of the game, I only said America was an answer, not USA. Oh. And the bon bonus answer is Canada. All right, for Matt and Neil, looks like you picked up the five bonus points, and for us, we got the regular 10. So that brings our score to, Jeff? We have 240. And we are at 200. All right, little lead going into the final. Let's get the categories. The final round topics are, I come from a land down under. under. I want 350 points. <laughs> All right. So, so that you're, you can you're... get beaten by our 390. Yeah, so you're mm -hmm. going for it. We're going for it. The wagers are locked in. Let's let's do it. Let's do this thing. So what is it? 30 for each, is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, question one. I come. Seems like a personal issue. <laughs> Just wait until you hear the rest of the question. It's been a long game. So for two of these... The topic name is a vague clue to the answer. If you listen to all the questions, you'll be able to figure out which of those two are. That's all I'm going to say on it. So, question one. I come. If you're looking at the proper design of this country's coat of arms, it might jump out at you that one of the animals has a scrotum, as the politicians of the age wanted one male, one female animal. What is the country? Sorry, I just looked down and I see Ken wrote scrote flag. <laughs> All right, let's get the next one. <laughs> from A. From a humble beginning as part of a pub rock band called the Cockroaches in the 1980s, Anthony Field and Jeff Fat weren't kidding around when they then joined which other band that has now become a global powerhouse and the biggest in their genre? Number three, Land. When I was younger, my father introduced me to the movie Flying High, about a plane with a rough landing. 
One of the characters was a part-time sportsman, but I only found out years later that he was portrayed by an actual NBA basketballer. Who was the actor? Number four, down. Former Australian Prime Minister Bob Hawke was quite a larrikin and the people's leader. He was quite the embodiment of fostering a lot of national pride and acted like everyone's bud. What apt Guinness World Record did he hold while he was at university in London? This record was set at the same venue where former President Bill Clinton allegedly did not inhale. And number five, under. What was the invention that helped Australia 2 fly through the finish line to win the America's Cup in 1983? And as a terrible clue, it was an interpretation of the rule similar to it doesn't say a dog can't play basketball. All right, we will consider these answers and we'll be back. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. All right, and we're back. Uh, A little scary, but uh, we'll see what happens. Okay, so going back through the questions, number one, which country's coat of arms has a scrotum on it? So again, we uh, we wagered thirty all the way down. Uh, we don't know a lot of coats of arms, right? No, I know UK has one and a couple other countries, but I think that's just what we had to end up guessing in the end. So we said the UK. Well, you might not know coats of arms, but Matt and I definitely know scrotum. Um, mm. Matt, you had a good in on this question. What did you think? I didn't have a good in. I was just thinking of which which countries. I was trying to make it sound confident, even though we guess the Swatini. <laughs> Yeah, no. Well, it was, you know, the answer to the last question with Canada. I was thinking maybe it's got some big old mooses just hanging out. So we said Canada. So not, none of you are correct. It is Australia. The kangaroo is supposed to be very male. 
I, I told Ken, I was like, I know they have a kangaroo and an emu on their coat of arms. Yep, exactly. We said yep. that too. Um, so the kangaroo is the male because of the scrotum. The female is the emu. Okay. Uh, question number two. Uh, Anthony Field and Jeff Fat joined which band that has now become a global powerhouse and the biggest in their genre? All right. Uh, somewhere in that question, you snuck in the words they weren't kidding when they joined a new band. Um, this we just had no clue on, so we took the kidding wording and we just said cheap trick, even though that's not right. Mm. We also took the kidding to think that it might be a band that is for kids and the biggest kids band in the world is the Wiggles oh, Jeff. from Australia. And Jeff. we said the Wiggles. That's correct. The answer is the Wiggles. That's the game, Ken. It's painful. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. So the Wiggles were actually the best gig I've ever been to because about five years ago, the original four got back together for an over-18 charity gig at a pub. So it was a room of 200 people, all drunk, singing Wiggles kids songs. I also forget how old they are. I would have never gotten there. So, Yeah, that was all Matt. Great, great pull on that. I totally forgot about Jeff and his purple shirt. Damn it. Uh, number three, uh, which NBA basketballer uh, starred in the movie Flying High? So we're hoping that that is the Australian version of Airplane, and we said Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, we had a similar discussion. I said uh, movies are often renamed in other countries, and it has to be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because he's the most famous basketball player I could think of that flew a plane. Well, whenever I play a long triviality, I always answer every basketball question with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Correct. <laughs> it was named Flying High here. Question number four. What Guinness World Record did pri former Prime Minister Bob Hawke hold? We thought this might be uh, handshakes. Mm. That's a really now good guess. I, yeah. uh, this is a shout out to Patreon member and former host Jasper. Uh, when we were... Was chatting around at one point, I believe he told us this, that one of the prime ministers had the Guinness record for drinking a beer the fastest. So he said, "Drinking beer the fastest." Uh, yep, the the world record is for drinking a yard glass of beer in eleven seconds at the Turf Tavern in Oxford. So, sculling a beer or drinking it the quickest is correct. Yeah. Well, so really a knowledge coming in handy. That beer's not the only the thing that's going down, Ken. <laughs> that's true. Uh, the clues that you missed were fostering a lot of natural mm. pride and being everyone's bud. Oh, yeah, you put a lot of great clues in there. And Matt, um, I know you're feeling sick, but you are getting closer to Demi Moore's vocal range. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm losing it a little bit. <laughs> and question number five. Uh, how did the boat Australia to uh, win the America's Cup? What was the invention? We think uh, propeller. Yeah, and uh, we talked about this for a long time, and we're like, it's a sailboat. There's you know no motors or anything, but maybe they have some sort of propulsion device uh, that was not in the rule books. So we said very vaguely propulsion device. Uh, incorrect for both of you, unfortunately. So uh, for the rules that were set up, a sailing boat has underneath a little fin called a keel, but they figured out there was nothing in the rules to add wings to that. So the answer is a winged keel. Oh. 
So the uh, it was under the boat for the clue in the name and flying through the finish line. So if you look up an image of it, it's now a standard thing on pretty much all sailing boats. I know when they made uh, James Bond, when they made uh, Moonraker, um, specifically, or The Spy Who Loved Me, that the studio said there were no rules that we couldn't have a keel in our movie, so they casted Richard Keel as Joss. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a roundabout to that. <laughs> I was on a long walkabout there, yeah. And I will be going home uh, by walking. Well, you're going to be walking all the way to the winner's circle with uh, 230 mm. points. We dropped a lot of points there and ended up with 150. That means you're the mm. cream of the crop. I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop. So wait, if we had applied Neil's betting strategy of betting nothing, we would have won by 10? Perhaps. <laughs> I should have. Yeah, I guess no. I, we should have bet nothing. Or I don't think. Or actually, it no, matter we, for you guys. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> um, yeah, Ken's hubris, uh, his ultimate downfall. I called it. Called, At least I can it. call my shot. You called it. What's that yeah. called? Self uh, fulfilling prophecy. Self fulfilling yeah. prophecy. I think we wiggle wiggle our way to the finish line there. Good game, Matt. Especially considering that your uh, your silver chair today. Yeah, my voice. My voice didn't make it, but uh, we ended up. You know. A tear in my eye. Uh, <laughs> won this one. Uh, the real winner of this game uh, is Bryce, though. What a great, oh, thank you. a great game. Um, well, I know, I know you mentioned Bryden, um, who's a friend of the show. I think he'll be impressed with your game, uh, and you are uh, on our Mount Rushmore of Australian hosts. I mean, we only have three at this point, so yeah. Even though it's an American landmark, but no, uh, no America in this game. No America. That's correct. Um, Bryce, any uh, final words, shout outs? I know some people helped play test the game if you want to shout them out as well. Yeah, so I want to say thanks to Louis, Jane, Aaron, Mark, Jamal, Gabriella, Tamara, and Brandon from, from the crop for reading through these and testing them for me. And shout out to my mate Paul, who now has to decide if this or Rockwiz is uh, his favorite feature of mine. <laughs> All right, Paul, write us, let us know. Yes, we'll be here, but we hope it's us and uh, not Rock Quiz. Uh, well, thank you, Bryce, uh, not only for your Patreon support, uh, but for coming to us from the future and providing a game for us that we all had a, a blast with today. No, you're welcome. Happy, happy to be here, and thanks for having me on. You are welcome, uh, and you're welcome back anytime. Uh, yeah, for all of us here, um, I guess, Matt, uh, go take some throat code and vitamin C and all that jazz, uh, and actually watch all that jazz because it might help you out. Uh, but for Matt, uh, Bryce... And Jeff and myself. My name is Neil, and that was Triviality. So you may have had a professional TV quiz master on here, but have you had an Aussie quiz amateur? I was featured on national TV here in Australia a few years ago on a pub music quiz show called Rock Wiz. For any uh, Aussie listeners out there, I was the guy way too excited about Paul Kelly. <laughs> <laughs>